Welcome to Nudia's Mastermind. This podcast is a place where success and fulfillment meets. A space where I invite guests from all walks of life who have succeeded at a high level in a specific area. A space where we will share their champion stories, including the wins and the highs, but also the lows and the challenges, yet how their passion and consistency inspire them to keep pushing forward and creating major breakthroughs in their lives. Also sharing our why, sharing what fulfills us, because what's life about without enjoying the journey? Please subscribe, share, and rate us. My intention for all of our listeners is to be inspired into taking action to live the life that you truly desire. I am so excited to have my very first podcast and even more excited that I get to have my first podcast with my good friend, Rob Adams, how are you today? Oh, I'm so good. Thanks for having me on. I am so honored to be your first podcast guest. Yes, I'm so <laughs> excited. You should have seen me, Rob. I was testing the mic earlier and I'm like doing dances and like singing hallelujah, all kinds of weird stuff, you know, <laughs> but I was so excited. I'm like, if someone saw me like this, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> great. But I'm super, super happy to have you on the show I have always appreciated our friendship. I have always appreciated who you are for our community, who you are as a person, and also really respect what you've done in your business. Oh, thanks. You've known me since I was a brand new agent, so you've seen a lot. <laughs> no, I remember. <laughs> and so I, I do want to give you know, our audience a little bit of our, our history of how we met each other. And so... Um, I'll start and then just add whatever you want into it, but we're both in the real estate industry and, and I think if I remember right, we met in Vegas at a Mike Ferry event. Oh, that's right. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. We were in a swimming pool. That's where we met was in a swimming pool. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> we were attending the conference. This was on a break. Oh yeah. I mean, at the conference. Yeah. <laughs> make that very clear because yeah. we both are very into being students and learning and no fun was had zero fun was had zero fun <laughs> um but yes i believe that we met in vegas and then you were and you were a real estate agent at the time and then our friendship just developed from there your wife annie as well we all just became you know great friends and here we are a few years later how long has it been it had have to be six or seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. And then here we are. And, and just wa watching the growth that you've done in not only your business, but also your uh, nonprofit foundation. And, and I, and I want to first focus on that. My intention for this podcast is to really to really focus on people that are succeeding highly, but also are very fulfilled in life. And you're the perfect example for that. So why don't you start by telling us about, you know, this big project that you have and how it's grown and the name of it. I mean, just share, share with us. You ready? Yes. Um, I, it's a passion project of mine, so it's easy for me to talk about. And so you, if I get off a tangent, you just bring me right back, okay? Okay. <laughs> um, it's called Thanksgiving's Heroes. Um, and we've been doing, we've actively been doing Thanksgiving's Heroes as a nonprofit now. We're in our, this is our fifth year that's just closing up. Um, 
And it actually started uh, many years before that when I was a young man in um, being raised in South Texas. Um, I, I'm a, um, the oldest child of a family of six um, of us, counting mom and dad. And we were living in um, Houston, the Houston area, a town called Porter. Um, and we were very poor. We were living in our truck. Um, I had a one, pair, a one outfit that I wore for school and one outfit for church. And every week or every other week or so, we would go stay at a hotel. They had a laundry. We would wash our clothes and go back and we would live in our, in our truck. And so we were, it was pretty desperate. Like I remember being so excited to go to school in the morning because I knew I was going to eat. And they, um, I had, we had free food, free lunch and breakfast. Wow. And um, I would just be so excited because I knew that that was the only meal that I was going to get for the day. Um, so Wait, pretty poor. So your school meal was the only meal some days that you would have the opportunity? Most days. Wow. Yeah. And I just remember being so excited for lunch. And um, I remember kids talking about how they hated school lunch. And I just thought how silly they were. Like, this is the best meal of the day. Um, and uh, it didn't occur to me that we were poor. You know, when you're a young person, you don't think of yourself as rich or poor, successful or, or not. It just was how things were. And I was a happy child. You know what I mean? I was, I didn't really think, oh, I'm, I'm we're struggling. Um, right before Christmas, it was getting cold, not like Utah cold, but South Texas cold. It was getting chilly. And um, it was right before the holidays. There was a family called the Christiansons. They came to our property and they took us, uh, had us load everything into our truck and we drove to their home. And it was in a, a, um, a town called Kingwood. Um, and the name of the town really was how the town was. It was a beautiful Kingwood um, houses wow. were amazing and their home had a one of those great huge windows with the Christmas tree in the front you know like in the movies and they invited us into their home and they asked us to stay they were leaving to come back to Utah to visit with family from um, just before Christmas through New Year's and so they offered their home and they offered it freely there was no don't go over there don't touch that that's ours it was like this is your home um, please enjoy it underneath the Christmas tree Nudia was presents for me and my family there was nothing for their family um, there was clothes, socks, how grateful I was for socks. Um, just so excited. And this was way before the um, sub for Santa was even a thing. I had never heard of anyone doing this. But wow. what impacted me the most was the fridge being clear full of food. There was a turkey in there. There was a gallon of milk, a pumpkin pie. There was enough food to feed my family Thanksgiving's leftovers or, or Christmas leftovers for a week. And so my mom, I mean, she pulled the turkey out. We started thawing that out like right then and there. And we cooked that and we had like turkey a la king, turkey sandwiches. And I just remember thinking, this is awesome. One day when I'm rich, which in my mind, my 11 year old mind was not living in my car with my family. That's what a rich person did. I'm going to do this. Well, for and, and just to pause on that and, you know, to point that out, just that perception, you know, of you, you coming from nothing and even the school lunch when you're going and you just cannot wait to eat. And then all of your you know, friends at school are complaining about the school lunch and, and just the joy that it would just bring you just from the simple meal. Yep. And just from having this experience at this house, you know, that was beautiful and presence and, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, continue, but I just, I just love that distinction and that perception. I, I really think that that perspective that I had has kind of traveled with me to be really grateful for all that I have. Um, as I've grown older and I've had that success, I have a house with a Christmas tree in the front window now. Um, <laughs> how grateful I am. 
Aww. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm just so completely blessed in my life how far I've come. And, um, and I knew when I was that boy that I had to pay that forward. I knew it. Like there was no doubt that <clears throat> I would do it. So fast forward, I'm in real estate. I've been talking about this now for a few years. I won't tell you how old I am. Talking about it, talking about it. My mom gets diagnosed with brain cancer and she becomes incredibly mortal. You know, she had her whole life there um, before her. And she said, Rob, I've heard you talk about this. You need to get out and do it. She kind of challenged me. And I said, okay, well, I'll, I, I think I can feed 10 families. I kept telling my friends about it. And uh, they- I remember when you told me about it. I remember <laughs> that conversation, you know, of- I really want to do this. My mom's pushing me for this. And you're asking me some questions just about yeah. nonprofit. Think, yeah, yeah. There's a need for this. And um, I went to the school district and I found out here that locally 20% of the kids don't eat unless they're eating at school. That's one in five children are hungry, just like I was. And I just thought, that's nuts. Where we live, how blessed we are in this valley, there's no reason that we should have that happening. And so I, in my mind, I thought to myself, no hungry kids for Thanksgiving. That was my like in the back of, in my heart, no hungry kids for Thanksgiving. And it just started to grow through social media. I was getting it out there. Everybody I talked to, I talked to, I talked to you. I talked to Joseph Gordon. I just talked to everybody. What do you think? Would you donate? Would you be a part of it? Come on, let's try this out. And that first year we fed 755 families. Which is incredible. You just wanted to do 10. That was my goal was 10. Um, and I'm so grateful for the school district because uh, the day of the event, I sat up and I thought, how am I going to unload these trucks? How <laughs> it didn't even occur to me. That's not, I'm not the detail guy. I'm the visionary guy. How what 755, 10 pound bags of potatoes. And how am I, what? I hope someone shows up. And it was amazing at the, at our first location, there was people there. We were unloading the turkeys like sandbag style out and we set the things up and the school district was so organized and prepared and out the meals went. They just, they went and families kept coming back and they were like, this is the most amazing experience. Rob, you have to keep doing this. And I thought in my mind, no, check that box. I've really, I felt like I've done my thing. I remember you actually talking to you again, being like, Nudia, that was hard. I don't know if I want to do it again. Do you remember that? Yes. And, and you also were going through some difficult times in your life too, um, where you were questioning, you know, if it was the right thing to do and just the right timing. Yep. My mom, I lost my mom that year. It was a very difficult year, but I remember, <clears throat> I remember our conversation. If I could reflect on that, like you were so adamant. You, you looked me in the eye and you said, Rob, if you stop doing Thanksgiving's heroes, you're making a huge mistake. Those were your words. <laughs> and it's true. It's so <laughs> true. Uh, so that year we had about six weeks before Thanksgiving and we had fed 533 families. Um, the next year it grew. And after that, it grew. This year, we fed 2,543 families on the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah. I mean, 20 over 2,500 families received a Thanksgiving meal. Let's just be clear what that is. That's a, that's a, a 20 pound turkey, 10 pounds of potatoes, a gallon of milk, the fixings for green bean casserole, um, all the way down to the cranberry sauce. It's the whole meal. Um, and when you deliver that meal, it's a couple trips to your car. I want there to be a significant, significant amount. Five people get fed for a week on this meal. That's how I figure the amount of food. Yeah. And I mean, I've had the opportunity to deliver some of these meals and you're right. It's, it's a full on Thanksgiving meal. And just seeing all the people from that receiving end, 
you know, the big smile on their faces and just how grateful they are. And I can see you as a reflection, you know, of like, this was Rob and how incredible it was for you to just have this idea and, and take action with it because it was so dear to your heart. And I can relate to some of it too. Like I also, you know, people gave to us when we first migrated here and I had similar experiences. So that the joy that something like that gives you in return when you're just simply helping other people. Strangers. strangers. We're helping strangers. There's people, there was total strangers showing up to help total other strangers. And we are in a world that we so believe that we're isolated and everyone's out to get me and, 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 and these people are showing up just donating their time, their money, they're showing up and they're helping people they don't even know. It's, it is awesome. It has grown to be so something so great. And this year, it really occurred to me um, as, I, as we were feeding, or I, I should say afterward, I was reflecting upon it, like how many little Robbies like this guy did we have a chance to feed, those little Nudias that needed that help? And that is, you, you remember it. You personally remember someone helping your family. You probably could go into great detail about how you felt when that happened. And the whole experience, what if this year we found two or three of those little those little people that are going to grow up and be like, I'm going to pay it forward. And absolutely, that's, that's the thing. That is the thing. It's not so much even about, well, it's, there's so many other amazing things. We, I, I have my volunteers that drop off the food, use the script because um, a lot of the families don't know they're getting donated to. And they'll say, who don't, who nominated me? And I t- teach them the script that you say is Nudia. There must be someone in um, your community who really loves you and your family. And so they're just serving you this year by, by doing this and not telling him. So after you drop off that turkey, you know that family who was hopeless just minutes ago thinking about how can we pay rent or do we buy food? They're thinking we're, we've been helped and there's someone out there who loves my family. And I don't know who it is, but someone does. You, you nail it. Um, you nail it right on the head. I think that the love, the compassion, mm-hmm. and that gratitude that comes from from my community. And I've seen this, you know, I've seen this with some of the work that, that I've done, but even just being there, this last Thanksgiving's heroes event that you had a couple weekends ago and how many people just want to help. Yep. And, and it's almost overwhelming. And I, I remember having a conversation with you that day and I could just feel your emotion of feeling just overwhelmed and gratitude for everything that this has created and the compound effect that it, that it has made. And the impact, like you said, not only right now, but the impact that it's going to make in the future of the children and our youth and so on, and really passing that, passing that on and, and forward. And so just that overwhelming feeling that, you experience as the creator of something that was this powerful and magical. I am just sure that it's unexplainable. It is unexplainable. (laughs) I I am so proud of you. You know, I, and I know I, I always tell you this, but I just, um, I just feel like a lot of your happiness and joy comes from you being very grounded, grounded and centered and, you really care and love people and um, you really care for them. You really love them. I mean, I've even had, you know, people close to me where 
they've gone through struggles in life, you know, close friends, even family, and they so look up to you because you're such an impactful person, Robin. I want you to know that. Um, you, you are a person that loves people and you're there for them and you're there for them in ways that maybe others don't understand how to show up sometimes. And so the love that you have and the person that you are, I know you brings you all the joy in the world. And of course there's a success in business, you know, that you also have, but I know for a fact that if you were not fulfilled living your purpose and helping the people and loving the people that really the monetary success and in business, it probably just wouldn't be mean very much to you. Nothing, um, nothing, nothing. Exactly. And that's why I'm like, that's why I'm so excited about this podcast to really bring what's important to human humanity and the joy and the happiness and the things that actually really matter while still like living a great big life and dreaming big and playing big as well. Um, having said that though, I really would like to touch base on the part of your business because you are a very successful person in your business. Yeah. I've seen your growth. I've seen your team grow, you know, you and, and Chris Bowen, who's also a dear friend of mine have created, you know, some ripples. And I'd love for you to just take a couple of minutes and talk to us about your success in business too. Oh, well, in what regard, my friend, I feel like I've been blessed in so many areas. Give me some direction. <laughs> Why don't you, why don't you share your story? So you started in real estate a few years ago, tell them where you are now, explain to them, you know, you have a team, you guys have grown this massive successful team and you know, so take us through your journey a little bit. Well, I got into real estate. I had been in sales for a while. I was a police officer. I've done a few different things. Um, in I still can't believe you were a police officer, by the way. <laughs> like it just, it's, it's the mustache. It's the mustache. Flannel. The handlebars yeah. definitely make it work right now. Yeah. Rob is uh, rocking the handlebars. Rocking the handlebars for Christmas. <laughs> um, so when I got into real estate, I got into the real estate um, with that young boy, that poor mindset. I had worked hard my whole life, but I never found anything that I loved to do um, that mattered as much as real estate. And when I say mattered, I mean, it, I really do believe that um, you know, you live on a street and you move away and let's say you come back and you drive past that street, you still look down the street to see if someone's playing in your yard. So if someone's in your house, that's always going to be your house for that period of time. And I had never sold, sold anything so significant to people. Um, the first gal that I helped, she was a single mom. And I remember handing her the keys and saying to the kids, you should thank your mom for working so hard to create this beautiful home for you. And that is when it really clicked to me that I was doing something of significance in my life, doing something that really is going to change these other people's lives. And I have an opportunity to serve at a high level on one of the largest, most stressful financial decisions of someone's life. And because I went into it with that mindset and also with the idea that nobody works harder than Rob Adams, I, my first year in real estate, I sold 39 homes. Which people who are not in real estate the average real estate agent sells what, four, six homes a year? Two to four a year. Oh, sorry, I, I upped it. Yeah. <laughs> so to give you a comparison for people who aren't in the real estate industry. And so I think it was my, um, my service mindset and my hard work that really, really put me into, that made me different than other real estate agents. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And so that was a success. And so it, so I grew, I decided I wanted to uh, build a team 
And I struggled with building a team because I lacked some uh, fundamental uh, leadership skills in real estate, which are um, the organizational skills, the systems that are necessary. Um, fast forward um, to two years ago, I bumped into a gentleman, Chris Bowen, who loves systems. He loves clicking away on his computer. Um, and he's I love so everything. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so organized. And yes. um, so when I found that partner, um, who's a complete opposite of me, but who I still really like, I don't know if you've met someone who's completely opposite you, but you still like him. It's a rare thing. You know <laughs> what I mean? Very true. It's a rare yeah. thing that I, I found this total opposite that I, I just love this kid. And um, we've had a lot of success. We built our team now to over 20 agents. We opened our own brokerage here last month. I'm really excited about that and a mortgage company. And um, we have a passion project, Fly Life, for digital detoxing, helping people become, remember who they are and becoming recentered. And so I feel like things are really happening right now. That is so incredible. I mean, uh, again, you're very humble, you know, in your story and sharing it, but the, the success that you've had in such a short amount of time, I mean, you literally just, you know, open up your own brokerage with your highly successful team and, and all the side projects that you continue to do to make an impact in the world and your community and, and humans is just so impressive. And I absolutely love what you do. You know, I, um, you know, I've always been a fan of you and, um, I'm, I'm just so, so proud. I, I love watching people succeed. I really get joy out of, out of it you know I'm, I'm like a big cheerleader I'm like yes oh yeah that's one of the reasons I like being around you so much is because you really do there's no gosh Rob lives in a really nice house I'm jealous of that it's like Rob you live in such a beautiful home or your business is going so well you're just so like excited for me to be successful and it needs a lot more coming from you because you really did meet me in my after my first year in real estate when I you know, was still trying to figure out, is this what I want to do? Is this a direction that I want to travel in? And you've been so, so your compliment means a lot. There's people who say, Rob, you're doing, you're so successful. But they don't know where I came from. They don't, they didn't see that young, scared agent wondering if this is, can I do this? You know? So. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I, I want to just to, to finish our awesome first podcast, which has been so incredible. I, I want to end it with asking you two last questions. Oh boy. Um, two final questions so that we can help. You know, I really want to be able to help people learn from this and, and find their purpose, find their fulfillment. And so the first question is going to be, you know, what piece of advice would you give your younger self in your business success? And then the second question will be, what is a piece of advice that you would give our audience and listeners out there of how to find fulfillment and purpose? Oh man, if I could go back 10 years and put my arm around that, uh, that younger man's shoulders, I would tell him probably two things. Number one is <clears throat> you need to believe in yourself. You can do it. If you put your mind to it, you can accomplish your goals. It's just that simple. Work hard and believe in yourself. Um, the second thing I would tell that young kid was it's all going to work out. Don't worry about so many things. It's easy to get stuck in worrying about what if and how about and maybe and oh my gosh. Don't worry about that. It's going to work out. Just work hard and be yourself. Be Work hard and be yourself. Believe in yourself. 
Um, as far as fulfillment goes, fulfillment is a sliding scale, Nudia. Like it changes all the time what it is I need to do in order to feel that deep sense of joy and happiness in my life every day. And there's some, some fundamental things that need to happen every day in order for me to feel fulfillment. The first thing is, is I need to be clear about what I want out of today. I have to set my intention every day. The second thing is, is I need to visualize my success in those things every day. I can't just show up. Before this podcast, I thought in my mind about how it would go, and I saw my success in that podcast. We, our lives are too short to wait for success to show up. We have to see it, and then we need to do it. The then, power of envisioning, and I, and I, I just want to like touch on that because it's it. so important, the intention, and then envisioning the outcome that you truly want and how powerful that is. So thank you. And, and by the way, uh, I know that, you know, if you're not watching this through the YouTube video that we'll also post, I, I want to make sure that you, get, you guys can feel Rob's emotion. Um, you know, there's been a couple of pauses where he, I see in his eyes and he starts getting, you know, a little bit of a teary eyed because he's so, so emotional about the conversation he's having and the authenticity, uh, you know, really impacts. So I just want to also uh, point that out if, if viewers aren't able to see you. Oh, well, thanks. It's embarrassing to be crying on uh, your first podcast. At no, least. no, you didn't <laughs> cry. It was just the emotion, you know, it was just yeah. a, a little bit of the tear, like the tears. I can feel it. So I just want that. I just want the audience to feel that as well. Thank you. The final thing on fulfillment is to find something that you're passionate about and then don't make any compromises. Do not compromise. If you're passionate about something that you want to have happen, if you're passionate about serving somebody, dream big and be passionate about it. There's, there's not enough passionate people in the world that believe deeply in their hearts that they cannot fail and just run with the ball. Even if you fail, you're not failing to zero. You're failing to a progress point that you can pick up and start from again. And I just, I really believe in that. Just find something. And if it's charity, if it's service, it has to be something outside of you though. It can't be, I'm going to bench press 700 pounds or I'm going to make this much money <laughs> or you know what I mean? These goals that are about us, it has to be something where you're serving and you have yes. that heart, where you have a heart of service. Oh my gosh. I, I fully agree. It has to be giving back. Like that is a lot of the time it's like, if people would just understand that, that that is actual purpose, you know, it's outside of yourself and, and yes, giving back to the community, being a, a person of service, helping somehow, um, is a part of fulfillment and how wonderful life is when you're able to show up that way and be yeah. in that space. And you are the perfect example of that. <laughs> well, when you're serving other people, it's really very easy to be grateful for what you have. When you're only serving yourself, it's really easy to be, um, to focus on what you don't have. And so there it is. Um, that's where fulfillment comes from is just being grateful with what you've got because more will show up if you're doing it. I love that. Well, Rob, this is, this is the conclusion of our, of my first podcast. Congratulations! <laughs> so I, thank you. I want to thank you so much, you know, for being a part of this and, you know, the intention here is that we, uh, we share our voices and many people will be helped by the words that you've said today. And so 
Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you. I'm so proud of you. Love you too. Thanks, Nudia. And hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening, everyone. Okay, just kidding. I, I have to, <laughs> before we really said goodbye, I have to add this. You know, um, I know that we talked a lot about Thanksgiving's heroes, and there are so many ways that people can help contribute, whether it's with money, whether it's with their time. And so please share with everyone how they can actually help. If you'd like to be involved on those levels, even if you'd just like to stay tuned and see what's happening, you can find us on Facebook, Thanksgiving's Heroes. There's an S in the middle, Thanksgiving's Heroes on Facebook. Um, of course, you can always look me up on Facebook. I talk about it nonstop. And the final thing is, is our website, www.thanksgivingsheroes.org. Um, please check it out. We're going to have events this coming this new year. Um, it's going to be amazing. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share this. Thank you. And he's moving into different states as well, which is amazing. Yep, we it's did. It's amazing. Florida, and just, Texas, and Arizona this year. Wow, wow. And if you're wanting to bring it to your state, this is a great way to also get a hold of Rob. And so it's Thanksgiving's, right? Plural? Yep. yep. Heroes.org. .org. Okay. Thanks again. This is the real goodbye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nudia's Mastermind. It's an absolute pleasure of mine to be able to share this space with you. There is something so powerful about brilliant minds coming together to help other people grow and to inspire them to enjoy the zest for life. Please subscribe and also follow me on YouTube and on Instagram. My handle is nudia.p.rivera. Now go and create an amazing life.